This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen. My next guest is connected to several of my favorite primetime shows and movies, starring in season one of the ultra popular Netflix series and drama Narcos, uh, and also making uh, such appearances on Grotish, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, those shoes, and Parks and Rec, uh, recently HBO Max's The Sex Lives of College Girls, and many, many more. Her name is Danielle Kennedy, and she is back on the show to talk about her latest appearance on Ghostbusters Afterlife, her Film Quest nomination for Best Supporting Actress, and much more. Danielle, welcome back to Talk Time oh, Live. I love I love being with you, Dax. How are you today? <laughs> I am quite fine. It is such a pleasure to have you back. And it like of all this, like 2021 has been a very, you know, grateful year for me. It's great to have you as part of that. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure always. <laughs> so before we get into the Ghostbusters talk as such, and by the way, to anybody listening and watching, no spoilers, so we won't spoil it. We'll just talk about her, you know, experience with it. But I want to give you, I want to congratulate you on getting nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress at the Film Quest uh, Festival uh, for heart, for the horror movie Two Witches. I got to say, <laughs> I saw a clip of this. And it reminded me of that no matter how tough I claim to be or am, yes. I still don't mess around when it comes to horror flicks. And you, <laughs> this is your angle. This is your thing. So for those who have yet to see or is too afraid to see, like, so can you tell us about this, uh, the story of this movie? And this, this really creeped out creative movie. Well, there's actually two stories connected with it. Uh, part one is, the story of uh, a girl and her boyfriend and um, the baby and, and all this and that. But anyway, I'm in the, in the second part, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, the mother of, of one of these girls uh, that is being tormented by her roommate, who she finds out later is a witch. And, um, and, and briefly how I, I got involved, because this is Pierre, the director's, very first feature film and he's mm. from France and he's so talented. Oh my God. He's been like, you know, Spielberg with the camera since age nine. Wow. And I got involved because my dear friend who is just an incredible actress, Rebecca Kennedy, mm. she and I did a short called Amy um, a couple years ago and it won a bunch of uh, uh, awards. And yeah. when this role came up, cause I didn't know Pierre, Rebecca suggested me and it was during COVID yeah. And uh, I had just moved out to the desert. So we had to, you know, follow all the COVID rules. Yeah. Um, luckily, there was just myself and Pierre on set uh, for most of that shoot. And then Rebecca came in. And so there were just three of us. So and it was, you know, very 
heavy protocol. Right. But we did this at, at the height of um, COVID. And I got to tell you, he put that in film festivals. He, they, we, all of us have won best film, best cinematography, best score. Uh, Rebecca was nominated for best uh, featured actress, which I mean, she's amazing. Right. And I was fortunate uh, for this uh, nomination. So, uh, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, I love horror. And I was the biggest scaredy cat as a kid, but you know, it's really flattened all my, nothing can scare me now. I right. mean, I go, wow. And the birds, you know, I was like burying my head and, and you fate, you literally face the problem of your fears. Something that a lot of people don't normally, get, you know, take the chance to do. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's a hoot. And it's, it's great for someone my age because you, you know, you, you look like you're going to haunt a house anyway at my age. So why not Stop. do it? And paid for it. <laughs> oh my God. A word to the wise, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. That's my quote of the day. But you know, I mean, that's good to know because that was one of my questions. Like, how was your experience and you know on the film? And you know, compared to other horror, you know, uh projects that you've done, you know, how would you you know compare this? Oh, I it, it was top notch, but you know, I also have to uh give big kudos to Gus Cooper and uh uh, Ray Esposito and and uh, all those guys that produced. Um, God, I hope I'm not. I know I'm forgetting people that produced <laughs> Amy. That was a wonderful experience. Like your you know your word your word acceptance right now. You're yeah, yeah. And and Lee, uh, Leaf Holt who uh, did Lizzie. I played mm-hmm. Abby Borden with uh, Gary Busey and and he chopped oh. my head off in the film and <laughs> not Busey. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, scary <laughs> stuff. But honestly, I don't think I've ever laughed more than when I'm making horror films mm-hmm. and you know, you look at them after and they're scarier than heck. Right. They're messy. I mean, like right. in two witches, man, it takes you an hour to get rid of. Like all I said, like I, 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 I'll try to show my wife a clip of this cause she's not a horror buff too, but I'm like, trust me when I tell you, this is the sweetest woman you will ever know. And the <laughs> sweetest person you ever know, but check this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. My husband, he's always scratching his head. What are you up to now, lady? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's talk a little bit of Ghostbusters talk. Like I said, this is a non-spoiler conversation right now because the as of today, the movie, the much anticipated, very much anticipated, long-awaited movie premieres today, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which you get the opportunity to be a part of. Uh, and what was it like being a part of this time-honored movie franchise? Oh, just wonderful. Just wonderful. I brought my little rap swag awesome. this is a coin i don't know if you can see it oh we I'm see gonna, it oh for those yeah. who are watching the video version will <laughs> yeah and then this side it's you know it's it's got Zool. Be, yeah and it says rust city so nice. un, uh, just like all the other kids i mean yeah. finn and all none of us celeste didn't either none of us knew what we were auditioning for right. um I was on vacation up in Idaho and I got a note from my manager that said, um, can you put on a pair pair of roller skates and and do this audition? And I said, well, what's it for? You know, and of course you're on vacation and you're like, oh no, not. I mean, I love to audition and all that stuff, but I was like, okay. And nobody had roller skates. All they had was roller blades. Right, right. And um, the name of the movie and my agent didn't even know it was Rust City. 
we thought it was like some little independent film. We didn't know anything about it. Right. And I couldn't find roller skates. And I used to be a competitive ice skater. I, oh, uh, okay. So that, that I think based upon what I've seen, this answers yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helped a lot. So I, I had my ice skates with me because there's an ice rink up there. Yeah. And I just went to the general session at the ice rink and there was nobody there except a few kids. And I went up to this 19 year old and I said, hey, I've got this audition. Can you read these sides with me? Yeah, I'm supposed to be serving you. And I don't want to say much right now. I don't want to. Right, play. right, right. And uh, so we did it in one take and it was it, it was a blast. So I, I sent it right. to my manager who was howling. She says, this is so funny. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I guess people think it's pretty funny in the film too. Cause I've had a lot of people say, Oh my God, it's short and sweet, but you made me laugh. I can, and, um, it's like yeah. that fine tuned note in a song that makes the song really memorable and really, you know, authentic. Yes. Yes. That's you when uh, it comes to making appearances. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. But anyway, so I sent it on and then she sent it to casting. Um, John Papadirkas, who was the casting director, and they said, oh, we love this. We're sending it up there now. I said, where? Well, to Canada. I said, well, what is the movie? I, I, we don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> and casting didn't really tell my manager. Right. Two days later, I get an offer. And I said, well, can we find out what it is? And I'm going like crazy on IMDb, Rust City, Rust City, nothing's coming up. I noticed that IMDb, it, it, well, I, you know, for those who don't know, like, you know, the production companies, the studios, they control their own accounts at IMDb. So if yeah. they want to hide some things, they're yeah. going to they're going to hide those things and don't reveal it till actually the time comes when things go into fruition and everything. Marvel well, does this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I was Googling like crazy. And finally, every time I would put Rust City in, yeah. Ghostbusters would come up in, mm. in, in, in like a little note on the bottom. And I wow. called my manager. I said, is this Ghostbusters? And she <laughs> went, yes. Well, my husband, who was a, a huge fan, I don't remember my, I shouldn't say this, but I don't remember as much about it as he does. He loved right. He was screaming. I was screaming. We were jumping up and down. We were so excited. And I guess, all you know, all the kids that didn't know what they were auditioning for, they all said the same thing. Because when I got up there and I hung out with them, because I just hung out with, with all the kids, the kids mm -hmm. that are uh, hanging out with Finn and Celeste and McKenna while they're doing their thing. Yeah. And uh, it, it was it at was, Jason Reitman, sweetest guy. His dad was there wonderful i didn't get to see all the legends they came later right but um oh they they were so nice and i got this when i wrapped my scene jason comes up to me and he says open your hand and this is <laughs> as soon as we had finished he said now don't open close your eyes so i closed my eyes <laughs> put this in here and he says do not open this up till you get back to your hotel and then put it in a safe place and so I opened it up. I started crying when I saw it, when I got to That's it. awesome. Yeah. That is phenomenal. I mean, it, you know what? I, you know, um, people haven't seen this yet, or, or if you're listening to this now or, read, um, you know, watching this now, this was one of those type of movies that kind of reminded me of Star Wars when it came back. And yes. everybody wanted to be a part of it, no matter, you know, even the biggest of stars wanted to be a part of it, even if it was just for a second. And 
I consider this like a badge of honor to have you be a part of this iconic Absolutely. franchise. Absolutely. It, it, even if, if not just for a moment, but you're like, I, I call you the, I proclaim you as the queen of cameos. So oh, <laughs> this, I'll what better, what, what better, you know, credit on your IMDb than to have this on it too. And you did tremendous on there. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Dex, because I think, you know, people in the industry, they all get it. But a lot of times family and friends, they'll say, oh, you know, I, I, I watched that TV show or I saw that film and you were only on for a little bit or you just mm -hmm. had one scene or whatever. And what they don't understand, there's so much more to it than that. By the time it actually comes out, you know, you've gone on to whatever is coming up next yeah. in your life. When you are asked to be on a team like that, whether it's one scene or like with Narcos, nine episodes, mm -hmm. it it's the experience. It's the process. It's making That's a mark. That's where the love is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when people say, oh, yeah, that was cute, but we only saw you for a second. Right. It, it's they don't get it. You and know. you know what? And some sometimes it's just not meant for them to get. But yeah, and they're never going to get it in some cases because they have this misconception of what they think the industry is. Yes. And yes, when you look at it from the finished window or the finished canvas, I should say, they don't know what you know mediums went into it, how much time it goes into it, the little intricate techniques and everything they go. They just see what they see and assume what they assume. That's right. That's you know, right. And, and it, I will be, I will own up to it. I was one of those people too, until I started doing what I was doing and learning from you guys and all of the talented people that's been on this show about how it really goes on. So, you know, I, I am grateful for the education and understanding of this and it's a beautiful art. It <laughs> at is. The end of the day. It's, it's so wonderful to be able to uh, channel all these, all these wonderful characters. Um, I love it. Good, bad, and indifferent. It, it, it's really puts you in, in touch with your humanity, you know? Um, Absolutely. I love it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So we're going to go back into the horror aspect of your career. And I, I just need to know, we talked a little bit about it, but can you, you know, go a little bit deeper into what is it about the uh, horror aspect that intrigues you? Well, I just kind of, somebody said, would you audition for, I think Lizzie was the first one. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's a very popular genre right now. Always. Sure. Um, I don't know. It, 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 there's, it, I, I wouldn't say there's a, a, an addiction to it, or I should say an attraction to it. It's just one of the many things that you're looking at, you know, uh, evil. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I don't know how to answer that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, Maybe if you do, it may the 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 mystique might be going might go. Yeah, in a sense. yeah I just it you know it's just like making another film, uh, but it's the flip side. You're not Miss yeah. Goody Two Shoes or you know whatever. You're you know it's that side of us that, and sometimes it it's not that side that you show. I mean, I did a film, a horror film called Bad Blood, right? And a bad guy got me, and mm -hmm. you know. Um, Oh and, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and my little doggy. I had a cute little doggy that I had uh, in that film. That was a great crowd too. So you know, it's it's just playing with all these different colors. You know, it's like an artist playing with different colors, dark yeah. shadows, bright lights, that kind of thing. Just getting a chance to do something new too, and just challenge yeah. yourself. Yeah, it, too. Also, at my age, 
you know, what do you want to do? Always, uh, you know, oh, here's a drooling person that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, sliding on banana peels and circling right. the drain and, you know, typecasting, which ageism has gotten into. And I think I've kind of broke away from that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, hey, I'm the age I am. I'm at, but I can be in a horror film. I can, mm-hmm. I can be on roller skates, uh, you know, thank God for the health. Yeah. Thank goodness for the memory. Yes, please keep the memory going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as somebody who worked for the Alzheimer's Association at one point, I value that. <laughs> yes, yes, I do too. I value it too. I do. So I'm, I'm thrilled that I have all these genres that uh, I get, I get asked about and asked to do. Do you had, I mean, was there a horror movie that you were in love with that you first fell in love with that was like, okay, I could get into this? Or was it in, not well, until you actually started venturing no, in I, through it? I was a psycho fan. As scary <laughs> as that. The original Hitchcock. Was. Oh, yeah. With with uh, Jamie's mom. Yeah. Janet Curtis. Uh, Janet. Le- yeah. Janet. Cur- uh, Janet Lee. Yeah. Her mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Tony Perkins. Oh my God, that shower scene. That's still like standing the test of time. Isn't it amazing? Oh yeah. I mean, till this day, I still lock the door when I take a shower. <laughs> I do. I mean, that thing's Thank you, sir, Alfred. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, he was the man. Hitchcock was the man for sure. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Like I, I see Jordan Pill as becoming the new him. Yes. What oh. he's, oh. he's done. Yeah. You know, Oh, yeah. His mindset is so times. cerebral. Yeah. I saw get out three times. Yeah. Amazing. That, you know what? And again, that's a testament to him because I, I was intrigued about him, um, that movie and uh, the, his movie us. And I'm not a horror buff like that, but I know that he's very cerebral with yeah. his, with the way he does things. So there's always a little bit of a hidden message within everything that he does. And there's something that's just, there's some layers to it. Yes. And it intrigued both of them intrigued me enough. Like I, I, I can't say it enough about him. But like, he also has the Alfred Hitchcock aspect to it as well, and oh. which means it's very methodical. It's just not just there to just creep you out or scare you, but it's also to make you think in some cases. And you know, intrigue you. I, I, I forgot to say I was uh, in Insidious Four, but my scene got deleted. Oh. It was seriously. Because it was so scary, they couldn't get the PG-13 rating. Delete it in the sense that they put it in the deleted scenes of a DVD or? Uh, they de- they had to delete everything on it. Um, wow. <laughs> but they, uh, Adam Robitaille, who was the director, and actually that's how I got on Amy because he was friends with Gus Cooper. It's all kind of word yeah. of mouth. Um, he said, he sent me a, a, a shot of, of the scene. I was a, a kitchen nanny. Yeah, that that did kind of that that kind (laughs) of blew me blew me away a little. He was like, "Oh, I get it now." I saw that. I was like, "Oh, is that me? I don't know. Did you really do that?" Oh my goodness! So let's go to the cameos again. Um, Along, you know, like I said, you're like the queen of cameos, and you know, you've been in a ton, and I mean, like a ton of different appearances, and. I would say like between there are two, there are two people that I know for sure that I can call iconic in terms of making cameo appearances. That would be Clint Howard, <laughs> Ron okay. Howard's brother. Yes. Yes. Remember how many, how many movies and shows he turned up in every single time. I, boy, you really are a movie buff. Yes. Yes. 
I'm a big fan of Ron Howard, so I was intrigued to know oh, that he had too. family, you know, you know, coming along the lines of this. And then, of course, the late great Stan Lee, who was just yeah. in everything of that was said Marvel. <laughs> yes, yes. And like you, you appear in so many TV shows and comedies. Like I just love watching TV of whether it's a new show or just like a current show, and you just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> Literally, like United We Fall, and then I got to, I got to work with. That my show was so fun. I, I really hero, enjoyed that show. <laughs> Jane Curtin. Oh my gosh, I, I mean, I spent the because I was on set for a week with that because we had a live audience. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I just started crying when I saw her. I just said, "You and Gilda are my all-time heroes." Mm-hmm. And she gave me. She was the sweetest, nicest lady. She gave me the biggest hug, Aww. and we had so much fun. You know, because I had to tell her off. And and I was the the cookie at the end of that episode. Yeah, you know, right. You know, she left me in you know one of those uh, uh, what what do you call those places that you go? I can't remember now. Oh God, the discovery rooms or or that kind of stuff. Right. Um, for three days, the escape room. And, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, and and I got lost, and oh, it was <laughs> funny. But we we had a ball. We just had so much fun. So I, you know, when you do these one scenes, people think, oh, are you there five minutes? Oh, you're there a week. You know, there's all kinds of different stuff going on that mm-hmm. you got to be a part of. I mean, go oh, trust me. I, and like I said, I understand. I, yeah. Like I said, I definitely understand because I've done like video shorts and promos and all the stuff or just videos, you know, uh, vignettes that can be maybe like five minutes to 11 yeah. minutes. They don't know that it takes like almost 12 hours sometimes. just to fill the filming part is like kind of the quickest part of it. But the editing and, and adding the effects to the production, that takes hours. Yes. Consistency. Yes. So I can only imagine what it takes to do a 22 minute episode or whatever like that and to cram it all down and get the best parts of it. Get it. You know, this is just lonely old me. You guys have a team. <laughs> so yes. I can only assume and understand how really. How, how strenuous that is. And people, again, it's the misconceptions of people because you, they see the finished product. Yes. As opposed to the draft. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, but it's, well, what, was, what, a, what a fun thing. What a fun way to go. Of all of the appearances that you've ever made, do you have a top one or a favorite one that you among them on? There's a lot. <laughs> well, uh, you know, a number one, I, I have to say was Narcos because uh, first of all, I went down to South America and I love the music. I love the dancing. Yeah. They, they love music. They're like in between shots and on the set, we're doing the cha-cha. <laughs> uh, Pedro Pascal and Boyd Holbrook, who I did all my scenes with mm-hmm. for all nine episodes, two of the greatest guys. And um, Patrick St. Esprit and uh, Richard T. Thomas. Oh, I mean, I just had so much fun with those guys, uh, Richard T. Jones. I mean, right. um, it, it, you know, you, when you get to be involved in a series, you become a family. Yeah. And that really is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's a series or not because you get more camera time because you get to work with the same people, almost like you do in theater when yeah. you're in a long run and you become close and, and the director factor, uh, you're more relaxed. They get the right. best work out of you. When you go in and you do a one day guest star or something like that, and everybody else is a team and you're sort of this outsider okay. coming in. Right. That that's a, that's a little more tension. Pending that you don't scary. know the cast and crew involved. 
Already. Right. And they're like, okay, here's this person coming in for one day. I hope right. they know their lines. I, you know, we got to get moving here. We haven't got time to, you know, pamper <laughs> right. this individual. We got to go on to the next thing. I mean, not that they've ever done that. Right. But, so Narcos number one was, was most favorite. I love Parks and Rec because when I went to Parks and Rec, I got to do my scene with Amy Poehler, yeah. who was so great. And we had so much fun. And right that day after I did that scene as the reporter. Yeah, the episode was funny. Back. They asked me to come <laughs> back. They said, we want you back. And so to, to get off a set and have them say that immediately before they even call your agent or anything. that Oh, that they were a great crowd. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to say I had a blast and I had a terrific blast with something that hasn't come out yet. Right. It's coming out in 2022. And I really can't say much, but it's we'll, we'll, we'll keep the suspense there <laughs> yeah, it's with uh, the man himself, Jamie Foxx. And um, it'll be coming out on Netflix uh, probably in the next six months. Sounds good. I'm looking one. forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's fast and furious, but it's pretty fun. Pretty so let's fun. get let's I'm, I'm going to get a little real with this one because with this next question, because, um, you know, it was involved in 2020. I, right. You know, of course. I connected with you during 2020 and we, you know, I've seen what you were going, you know, Thanks doing to Miley Flanagan. Yes. There you go. There you yes. go. And, um, the pandemic. And I know for a fact, cause I've interviewed other, uh, actors and talent during the course of that year. And I know that a lot of people were affected in some form or fashion, whether it be mentally, physically, uh, you know, project wise, you know, Hollywood was, um, Hollywood was experiencing it too. Like, how did you, how were you able to cope with um, the pandemic and how, it, how did it affect you? How did it affect your progress in Hollywood? Uh, actually, I made great progress. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have to say 2020 was a really big year for me. I mean, uh, I shot two films, a right. TV show. Uh, I did a bunch of voice dubbing. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what was great about it for me. I have always been uh, an independent contractor, self-employed right. in anything I've done, even when we were raising our family. And I love working out of my house. So a lot of people were furious about, oh, what's this going to do? They don't like the self-tapes and all that. Yeah. Loved it. Moved out here, <laughs> took this room I'm in now. Mm -hmm. We got the collapsible backdrop. Yeah, this is why um, we got a lot in common here. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> a lot in common. I got the light rings. When I was doing the voice dubbing before we went back into the studio, mm -hmm. uh, they, the uh, uh, digital people sent me all the equipment. Yeah. My husband, who is always on target with anything I need, just a great partner, took a little closet here and turned it into a little sound. You got the studio closet studio uh, going on. Yeah. I, and then I edited. I got on iMovie with my app. Mm -hmm. I, I mailed these, uh, you know, emailed these auditions. That's how I got all this work. Yeah. Um, it took me out of traffic, out of rush hour, mm -hmm. out of people giving you the finger on the 405. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I still go in all the time to do right. whatever I have to do. Right. But, you know, we're still theatrically doing mostly self-tape. Yeah. I love it. And I, I, you know, it's, I, I, I think uh, a lot of people would agree with you on that. I think, what 2020 show was a lot of perseverance from a lot of people in terms yeah. of like how they're going to be able to, you know, cause you had people like yourself who would travel from place to place to get these scenes, 
Yes. And especially for um, actors who do voice roles, especially yeah. because I felt that they persevered the most because they started understanding how to do closet studios. Molly, especially as herself was able to do um, her scenes, you know, within her closet space and stuff like that. And a lot of the other actors who normally do like anime roles and all that stuff. Yes. You know, we were seeing, you know, them being able to assimilate, if you will, into these uh, definite things. And it seems like that, that same thing is happening to you. Do you think that you see this as a uh, a mainstay for Hollywood now, as a new structure? Well, uh, my manager seems to think theatrically it is. Mm. Commercially, not so much. Yeah. Uh, for commercial, There's some things you just can't do. Yeah. You know, commercially, they you know, the callbacks are a big deal. They bring yeah. in the, the client, the ad agency, the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they want to see who is this person, even yeah. though, you know, maybe you don't say a word and it's just a, a, a split second yeah. for Geico or whoever. Right. right. Um, so I, I am going back in for those. But I have been told that theatrically, pretty much that first shot is going to continue to be self-tape. Yeah. And and then, you know, then they do may want to do a Zoom meeting. Then you may have to go into the studio and meet with people uh, right. before network approves. That could happen. In, in the case of the films that I did, they booked me uh, totally off tape. Yeah. In, hmm. in the last year, totally off tape. And then... And That's then of course, you do all the COVID testing, you know. Right. And that, yeah. And then there's that. <laughs> and I'm fully vaxxed and boosted. I mean, so is my husband. We're just like, awesome. hey, yeah, families, same with the family. So, yeah, that was one of my biggest things, too, because I know, um, you know, a lot of you guys from in that industry now. And especially when it came to you and Molly, I was like, and I, I in, in some cases I was worried, but in some cases I'm not, because I know you guys are stupid. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> You, yes. you guys know how to ha- take care of yourselves properly and you're not in you're not in any way have a f- I want to say flipped up mindset I grew up when friends got polio you yeah. know nobody nobody was sitting around discussing should we get a polio shot right or whatever you know and uh, I mean I think about the mump shot. They yeah. didn't have that. And they didn't have that when I was in my 20s and I was pregnant with my fourth child. Yeah. And I got the mumps from the two-year-old and the three-year-old. And so we were all quarantined and it was awful and so painful. And uh, and I was nine months pregnant. So, you know, when when some of the the folks and and hey, I, you know, I I respect people's freedom. You do what you do. Right. This is this isn't just about you or me. It's about the people around you, mm-hmm. you know, especially us older folks or people that are immune compromised. I just don't understand why that. that do, it for, do it for somebody else, you know, right. take your brain out of your own head and do it for somebody else. Agreed. I, I, I can't fathom That's or understand the situation it. as to why people, I mean, I, you know, I grew up, I was born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties, but during that time there were people still were thinking about other people, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't, this ideology that we're in right now. It's just crazy. I know. I know. But also, you know, going on to that as well, you know, Hollywood has seen a lot of changes or an attempt for changes, you know, in terms of, you know, or, you know, uh, opportunities for orientation, uh, gender, race, 
ages, ageism, as you um, mentioned before. What are your thoughts because of your career? You know, what are the thoughts of the process so far in, in that terms of opportunity as well? Have, are you seeing a different form of ideology in Hollywood or is, do we still have a long way to go? I, I, I'm seeing change. I think mm-hmm. we always have a long way to go yeah. um, because we were so stunted. And uh, yeah, that's a great word. Yeah. And it was really stunted in, in the way we, we treat humanity or the way we think about people and stereotypes and all this and that, but I'm seeing change. Um, yeah, I think especially with ageism, I mean, we, we, we want to keep going on it, Yeah. but um, yeah, there's just been some great opportunities and I hope I, you know, I think part of it is we've got the writers now writing Right. And exposing things that nobody would expose before. Right. You know, I'm watching Dope Sick, for example, with mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. Oh, my goodness. What a fabulous show. I, I mean, it breaks my heart every episode. But, you know, they're exposing things. I'm, I'm a big fan of the morning show with with recent. <laughs> everybody loves that recent. show. <laughs> but they're, that, the themes of that yeah. are redemption and forgiveness mm-hmm. And uh, there, which is funny because they're uh, if I haven't watched the show, but I know that they're covering the cancel culture type of uh, storylines as well in there. Yes. Which I thought was uh, very interesting to just going full force with it and giving a perspective of it, which I actually appreciate. Right. And I think that that's going to keep moving us forward are are the writers, Mm -hmm. the creatives, the artists. They're doing it and they're going to continue to do it. And. Boy, there's just some amazing stuff out there right now. Amazing shows. Now, speaking of which, because you're an admirer of all these other projects and shows, um, was there ever a TV show or movie rather past present that you wanted to be a part of? Like, say, when you were growing up, um, you watch, you know, like you said, Psycho, or you watched uh, a certain other film that you're like, damn it, you wanted to be a part of this, and this probably even inspired you to become... An, an actor? Absolutely. Um, I was an only child and I had a, a great imagination. I was always <laughs> playing dress ups and doing shows with my cousin right. from about age eight on. Um, Mary Martin, Peter Pan. Oh God, that is something. I mean, I, I, I just got off that kick. Right. I'm saying, is anybody <laughs> going to let me fly? Because I remember <laughs> she was Peter Pan mm-hmm. and PBS televised it and she was yeah. in her 60s. And she put the wires on. Oh, I love that role. I love it. <laughs> I'll never give it to me, but whatever. Um, Sound of Music, you know, saw Sound of Music like 25 times. Um, yeah, can you used to come on every year on like NBC and all this <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I think the inspiration there wasn't so much uh, I wanted to do that role. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Maria. I wanted to be the nun that had this wonderful family yeah and you know i i I have lived that life uh, on you know in my fantasy i've lived it because when i was young i didn't know if i wanted to be a nun or have a big family and i picked a big family right (laughs) yeah no no sound of you there's so many movies uh chicago Mm. you know i'm a big fan of musicals I love to dance. My daughter right. is a wonderful dancer. In New and York. you, you, you do along with Molly and a few others that you do theater as well. I do. I love theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite role of all time was uh, Violet August Osage County. Right. Uh, I loved doing ripcord. 
I think um, there's one role I still would love to do, and that would be um, Sister uh, Sister Aloysius, I believe, in mm-hmm. uh, Doubt. I, I'm a big John Patrick Stanley, uh, a Shanley fan. Right. You got to say that fast. It's a time. <laughs> <laughs> This hour, right? It's not that late. Right. <laughs> so uh, first, I want to thank you again for being, you know, I was about to say it. I was literally about to say thank you for being a friend. <laughs> but you, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> it's hard not to in this case, but uh, definitely, no, I always appreciate you. Um, you know, ha- Molly having us meet was a, was a gift. Oh, yeah. Um, He's you a know, gift getting to know you, you're like one of the sweetest people I've ever got a chance to know. And, uh, I love your career. I love your path. Um, definitely just, I got one more question for you. Then I want to get you a chance to get plugs. And this is a lesson. This is something that I think will benefit the listeners. Cause there are some listeners there on my platform that are aspiring actors who may want to, you know, learn the roast, but they got to, you know, like I always have the saying, like you have fun doing what you're doing, but you got to, and, and it's a lot of fun, but you got to work hard to have fun. Yes. In your experience in TV and film, what would you say is the biggest lesson learned that carries with you? I think the biggest lesson is stay present. Um, don't let the rejection, which is 99% of your year, Sure, maybe a book, a movie or a show or whatever in that year. But how many auditions did you go through? Right. Um, I got to a point where I really had to walk out the door mm-hmm. of every audition and tear the sides up, tear the script up, yeah. throw it in the trash and say, hey, I gave it 100%. Wow. Uh, there are some mighty fine people mm-hmm. that are also going after this. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got no, no qualms. I'm detaching. That's it. And you move on because if you carry that rejection or try to figure it out, why didn't I get it or whatever? You got to have that next mentality. Let Don't let it weigh on you. Like you, you, cannot, you cannot put too much weight on that one situation because no. there's so many other situations to go. Exactly. And one of the things that's helped, and my husband and I uh, took this up this year, was transcendental meditation. We're doing it. And explain uh, to uh, myself and our listeners and watchers about that. Well, uh, David Lynch Foundation uh, has a lot to do with uh, explaining it. Uh, I heard a Seinfeld interview, Jerry Seinfeld talk about uh, what kept him from handling all the stress, especially when he had, you know, that big show for years and years. And I'm still watching. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're all doing it. And he said, have to do that twice a day, 20 minute meditation, because what happens is um, you learn, you have to have an instructor to learn and then you're on your own. Yeah. You have to learn that, you know, it's, we're like an, an ocean and all those waves are coming across every second. Oh, what does this person think about me? Oh, I got to pay right. this bill. Oh, I'm mad at this guy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. all this stuff. And you got to transcend and go down into the ocean or that part of your consciousness. Yeah. And they teach you how to do that. And you come out of it and you're ready to be present again and complete your day. And I'm a big fan of that. 
Um, I dig it. A big fan of that. And, and the other thing that I think actors or people, writers, anybody in our industry has to realize that I realized is anything is possible yeah. in this business. If you're in the game and you, you're doing what you need to do, and that includes classes and always growing and learning and experiencing and just doing all this stuff, it is amazing what can come out of nowhere. Absolutely. So you have that hope that it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where did that come from? So instead of thinking, wow, they didn't like me over there or they didn't cast me or they don't like the sound of my voice. Right. Concentrate on all those moments where something came out of the blue, like Ghostbusters mm-hmm. came out of the blue. I was like, what? I mean, every job I, I, I think of, every audition when it comes in, I'm like, it's like opening up a Christmas present every single audition. Right. It's like, wow, Ryan Murphy wants me to audition for his show, American <laughs> Horror Story. This is so neat. Wow, I'm on set today with Jessica Lang and Francis Conroy. Yike. And, 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 and I, would, I would even say even just get, reaching to that moment is something that you don't take for granted either. Never, never. Because yeah. there's so many people, whether in your industry or even what I do and, and things that I do, there's so many other people that are trying to get to that level. I mean, you're at the very near rung to getting to that point. And you're, that's, that experience alone is treasure. It's <laughs> a treasure. And, and also I think, you know, all, I have some wonderful actor friends starting with Miley. God, mm-hmm. I love her. And I have to tell you, we are all kids. There is never a time when I'm not together with my tribe. Yeah. We, we are not laughing, supporting each other. If somebody needs something, somebody needs a reader, somebody needs, gee, I'm having a down day. We yeah. are a phone call, a text away. We are a tight knit group. And let and me tell you how rare that is today, sadly. <laughs> oh, I know. I treasure it. I so treasure it. I love my family, but I also love my my uh, creative family as well. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Your 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 uh, generation. We need to get back to that. You know, like we need to learn from what you guys do in terms of like just really letting yourself go to somebody else to really be there for somebody else. I think we're such our ideology today is such in a frightened stage that we're yeah. afraid to reach out to each other now. That people yeah. are just, it, it's just with what we've been through for the last five years, six years now, it's created this mindset, this very defensive mechanism of a mindset that I think that we don't have that type of, you know, philosophy that, you know, you have with other friends of, you know, of that generation. And we need to get back to that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I treasure it. And it's wonderful uh, when your partner, your husband uh, in mm-hmm. this case, um, that you've been with for 42 years is that supportive too, awesome. you know, <laughs> and he, although he's not in the industry, he understands what that one little part or that one little audition, what I went through and what I did. And, um, that's my, that's my wife in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I mean, grateful. <laughs> wow. And, and, you know, I, I try to support him in everything he does too. And, right. uh, so that, that's a blessing too. There's lot, lots to be grateful for. 
I can definitely tell you we're we're in, in ter- according to my wife and I, we're following in your footsteps. We're oh, we're 16 going yeah. to tr- looking forward to making it to that 42 as well. <laughs> it's you been will. a great ride. It's been a great you ride will. for both of us. And it, and talk about great rides. This interview has been a great ride. Thank you so much, Danny. Oh, thank you, Dax. I loved it too. Absolutely. Um, before we go, you talked about a little bit of gave us a little sneak hint of what's to come, but do you have anything else going for you? Ah, that you can absolutely say, (laughs) you know, I really, I, not that I can say yet. Everything is under wraps, but you got things coming along. Yes. Yes. Good enough. I do not. I I, look, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of uh, NDAs and I don't want to get anybody fired or any reason. Just, (laughs) we'll just keep that under wraps. I am not, I, I, the one thing I always want to make sure is that I'm not one of these interviewers that tries to try to grab every single thing just to get a few buzzes or anywhere like that. No, I want you to keep working. (laughs) I I want to keep working. Oh, and and two reminders, sex lives of college girls. Yes. Um, Mindy Kalen on HBO Max. Love her. Love that show. I'm on it. I'm on. I'm Pat the Registrar. I come in at about 16 minutes in. It's <laughs> it's a longer scene than Ghostbusters, but it's <laughs> important. Hey, but you're oh, in. I had so much fun with them. That uh, knowing you is like being a cartoon character, whereas like you try to run away from somebody and you ended up in, and you end up in like, you know, you're trying to go to the store and you're there and you're the cashier, and then you try to go to the, you know, get away. It's like I don't know if you ever watched um, the old Looney Tunes uh, shows, but oh, there was this am, one cartoon yeah. about Daffy trying to run away from the guy from the draft board, and he's oh. everywhere. He's gonna be. That's you. <laughs> oh, gum on Thank the goodness. shoe, as my husband would say. Gum on Thank, the shoe. Right. Thank goodness there's no such thing as draft boards anywhere, at least, and I hope that it's <laughs> uh, But nonetheless, thank you so very much. Oh, thank you, too. You are a you're a gift and a pleasure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and thank and Molly. I'll come and, back when I got more more uh, Easter eggs to share. Absolutely. And for those who don't know, when we say Molly throughout this whole entire thing, we're talking about Molly Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, who is the reason why we are actually friends and we are, you're on this show. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's a she's an angel. My bud. She's my bud. <laughs> she's always so, helping somebody. Right now, I want to give you a chance to plug where uh, people can find you, your fans, you know, and everybody can yes. find you, whatever. Uh, I'm on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle Kennedy. Uh, I think there's a little one in parentheses when you type Danielle Kennedy. You'll see a little one because. No, no, all... no, IMDb. I think I've typed you in and it shows your face. OK, cool. Because there are a few others on there, but uh, yeah. you'll you'll see. And, um, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I haven't done TikTok yet. Well, good luck yeah. with that. That's the grand girls, my wonderful grand girls. I got to call right. them to help me. But uh, <laughs> and that's another thing I, I didn't talk about that. Wow. What a, what a what a gift those grandchildren are. It's been <laughs> a wonderful ride. But anyway, yeah, that's where they can find me. Just awesome. Well, again, thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure to like, you know, get to know you, to, uh, you know, learn from you and to see what's going to happen next. And I wish you the best. And I look forward to seeing where where you're going to turn up next. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this very, very special episode of Talk Time Live Exclusive. On behalf of myself and the one and only lovely Danielle Kennedy, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is... ACMG presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care. Stay safe, everybody.